What is up, guys? Welcome to the episode of Packer Up, boys. Do not forget, brand new bloke footy jerseys are coming soon. So put aside your $99 because we're going to do basically a pre-sale. The pre-sale will be $99. After a certain date, it'll be $120. So brand new bloke jerseys. Once these are sold, we will not be selling this design ever again. Ever again. So it's just like last year's jerseys that everyone wanted. and They still get messaged all the time. We won't be selling them again. We won't be selling these again. So put aside your $99 because the pre-sale for brand new bloke jerseys are coming soon. As usual, let's get straight into it, baby. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another Packer Up, boys. And let's just, let's make it a ritual. Let's make it a ritual here in this beautiful sound. Oh, yeah, man. Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, mama. Mm. Tastes so good. God, that's good. So good. As always, get in your local. I know today, obviously, it'll be closed, but tomorrow, get into your local. Grab a case of bloke lager. Uh, and also, we're in every single New South Wales and Queensland bottle we are currently on special. That's every bottle If they don't have it, so I actually got a few messages of people saying, I got the last one in the local bottle So get down to your local bottle grab a case of bloke beer. Uh, long weekend ahead. You can you can uh, carry on and do all the great stuff because obviously we got Monday off. Uh, also, bloke Seedens on bloke.shop. They've been absolutely flying, so head to bloke.shop for the bloke Seedens. Uh, and also, IGA Plus Liquor. Get down your nearest IGA Liquor. They're selling bloke lager for 50 bucks, the lowest price we've ever sold it for in all New South Wales IGA Plus Liquors. I've got the great Matty the Waterboy here. How you going, Matty? Denon, I feel weird. I feel weird sitting here. It's right. like I got I got a bit of like those nervous butterflies. You're it's, off the bench, bros. Yeah, it's I, I, I didn't mind the bench, and but this uh, is you good. Know what? Just for the listeners, jeez, so much carry on. It's ridiculous. Here we go. He hasn't had a haircut in about six years. Oh yeah. And then he gets a start on Packer Up Boys, <laughs> and he's got a haircut. <laughs> so you do the math. The carry on is out of this world. He thinks he's made it. He's bloody played a couple of first grade games, and he thinks he's a bloody veteran, um, mate. Uh, what about last night, eh? Storm beating the Roosters. Crazy. And so Roo was Storm were favourites. Storm, Storm, Storm were favourites. The, um, the pun is new, I guess. But knew more than I did. I had the Roosters. Yeah, I can't remember what I picked on Monday. I ended up tipping the Storm, but I, I did it with no confidence. I thought it'd be a, a bit of a coin flip. On the tipping comp that I'm in, um, you, you get to pick like the margin on a certain game, and this was the game, and I picked one. I thought it was going to be really, really close, so yep. not what I expected at all. Mate, unbelievable. And obviously, Packer Up Boys is proudly partnered with Sportsbet, guys. Obviously, gamble responsibly, uh, but just punt what you can afford. Only gamble what you can afford to lose because you win some, but you lose more. But if you're going to have a punt this weekend, sit back, enjoy the footy, throw a cheeky little multi on your, lo- your sports bet. Um, you know, 10 here, 10 there, nothing too crazy. Have a bit of fun. Also, on Sportsbet, there's now share a bet. So you just press one button and you can copy your mate's bet. So uh, make sure to gamble responsibly. But also, if you're going to do it, have a punt, you do it with Sportsbet. Number one in the country and a partner with Bloke in a, beer, uh, with bloke in a bar. Uh, but let's get to Storm Beat Roosters. Storm, big gun, stand up. The Mad Dog Munster. Oh, my <sighs> God. Harry Grant. Storm handled the conditions much better than the Roosters. Victor Radley, obviously a big talking point, but I just want to talk about the Storm because they make you look like an idiot mm. every time. Every And I know, you know, we could always fall back on the, we've said all year, they're going to prove us wrong, they're going to prove us wrong. But I still, watching their first couple of games, I'm sitting there going, there's no way. Like, there's no way they can be a premiership, com- not no way because it's a Melbourne Storm, but in my heart of hearts, I was going... They just don't look like the same storm we saw from yesterday. There are too many losses. Now, look, it is just a couple of victories, but the the the, the most they need to continue to do this. That let's get that out of the window. Obviously, they need to continue to play like this to be considered the storm storm. But like, still, they play like that any time of the year. They'll go with the best of the best. Yeah, I, I agree. It's funny you say that. Like, the storm surprises every time. Blah blah blah. But they surprise us in such different ways. Mm. Like like. You know, in, in years gone by, it's, oh, Billy Slater's retired or Cooper Cronk's moved on or someone's gone. How can they continue to be such a force? Now with, like, a couple of their injuries, but they, that first month, they were terrible. Like, they were so bad and you're just like, all right, no matter how good an organisation you are, if you don't have the cattle in the forwards, you're not going to win games. And within two weeks, they played, they were tough against South, but last night they were clinical. They'd... 
they were dominant up the middle, which and the Roosters pack are, are awesome. Yeah. So it was it was, I we always say they they shock you, but they they seriously have shocked me in a big big way. Big way. I, yeah. It, and like they've earned such respect that I reckon most people thought this is a bottom eight footy side. Yep. But they didn't want to say it because they've earned our respect so much that we go, you know what, even if we think this, a storm are going to surprise us. But I reckon the first couple of weeks, people are going, this is bottom eight footy. Whereas you would never associate bottom eight mm-hmm. footy with storm. Like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe, you know, they have a few rough games that are close, 16-12, 18-12, 24-12 even. But the first few games, it was just like no energy, no aggression, poor defense. They've still got the most missed tackles in the comp, which is mm-hmm. crazy. That's how poor their start was. Yeah. But last night... We, the questions around their forward pack, they did that without Nelson Asafa Solomona. That's the that's the crazy part. That's insane to yeah. me. Insane. I th- I think as well. Like, I just I just don't understand how how they turned it around so quickly. Like, it's the other thing I was yeah. thinking. I was talking about on Matty John's show this morning is like maybe maybe because they've got such a young roster. Because I spoke to Smith, Cam Smith about it as well, and he kind of points to we've got relatively young roster so a lot of these mm. guys are still learning their trade you know getting better each year but the only thing i can think of is just like were they trained so hard in the preseason that they came into the into the year not overtrained, but a bit fatigued because they were they were just like for example every single new person that comes to the club they have to do an army camp yeah they have to also work full time at the start of the preseason, and so i wonder like did they just have so many new people to the club not so many but enough where they're a little bit fatigued round two and three around one two and three and then once that fatigue is worn off and they've brought the training back maybe that's it yeah throw that in with you know the shortened preseason for a lot of guys. And Hughes and Munster playing together as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hughes, so, Munster, Grant being back together. Yeah. That was the first game they've all been back together, isn't it? Outside of maybe round one? Yeah, I think outside the first round. Because, yeah, yep. Munster did his hand. Yep. Then Hughes got suspended. Yep. Yeah, so it, it was and far out. Grant and Munster were easily the two best on the field. And Hughes just opened Munster up so oh, much. I think Maddie said something really interesting on, the, um, on his show last night, which... You know, to the untrained hour like myself, I don't really pick up on. But once he said it, I was like, wow, it's so true. Like, because Hughes is such a running half, like Grant does what he does from dummy half. Like that 20-meter that 20 20, 20 ball in the rain that set up one of their tries oh, was, was insane. But but he's also like in, the, like in and around there controlling the whole game while Munster and Hughes can just run and do what they do. Yeah. And that just, he's just got another dimension to his game that no other hooker has. Yeah, well, it was like... I thought last night's game, it was, he doesn't play like Cam Smith each week, but I thought last night's game was the closest to Cam, Flu- Cam Smith's influence on a game mm. that Harry has had. Like, he just dictated everything. Like yeah. He was almost making the decisions as to where they were getting on the field. Uh, maybe he wasn't, I'm not sure. And you know, It seemed d- like he was. Yeah, please don't confuse this with saying him and Cam Smith are playing similar because they're just yeah. not similar um, hookers at all. They couldn't be more um, You know, and, and Cam is clearly out and out, you know, goat beyond 10 times over. Yeah, so you don't have to. Yeah. But I think Harry Grant really did take, took a step up and he almost, like, took the weight off Hughes' and Munster's shoulders to a degree. Yeah. Uh, I think as well, like, just, just to add another thing, like, he's such a threat out of dummy half. He's, he's one of the best runners in the comp from dummy half. But like, he nailed a 40-20 last night. He's adding that to his game. Yeah. He's, he's quickly becoming everyone's second favourite kind of player. He's just yeah, amazing. So I love watching Harry Green play, but let's talk about the mad dog Munster. <sighs> he... He's got to be one of the biggest big game players we've mm. ever seen, ever. How many big games does he stand up in? And I know people point to, oh, what about the 2018 grand final or whatever? He got suspended, oh, take kicked off the field twice or 10 minutes in the bin or whatever. Okay, but for, for every for every average game, there's five amazing Unbelie- games. Like, not just like, oh, yeah, he was solid and did his job. Like, yep. took the absolute piss. The, the great example would be... Origin 3 2017 when it was Cam Smith's last game. When Cam, and it was his debut. His debut. And he, and obviously Cam Smith stole the show that day. Yeah. He 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 ran for about 50 metres in game two, ran for about 120 in game three, et cetera, et cetera. Cam, Cam Munster comes in in his first ever game, mm. absolutely kills it. Then obviously we've got the 2020 Origin series. We've got Origin last year. And that's not even including any Melbourne games. Yeah. He's won he's won a couple of comps. He, yeah. He's, I think you're right, him and... It's funny, him and Teddy obviously aren't the same player, the different positions, yep. but when it comes to big games, especially Origin, and also their freakish ability 
to just always break away from the first tackle. I know. I don't. How does he do it? Every time, like every single time. So right now, like, you know, maybe in yesteryear, like obviously you've got Cam Smith, your Thurston's, your Lockies, your Joey's, your Freddy's that would step up into games. But like of current players, mm. you'd have to say Teddy and Munster are the big game, biggest game players. Yeah, 100% agree. Seriously, I just... They, 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 not only are they big game players, they lift in the big games. I would say, I know we're diverting to Teddy a bit. I would honestly say, and I'm just going off vibe here, but in his, if you if you put together his top five ever games that he's played, two or three of them would be Origin. I know, which is wild mm. to think. Wild to think. Uh, so yeah, Mad Dog Monster's back. The Storm. The, the reason why I say the Storm are back is because even if they struggled a bit over the last few weeks, what they have shown is they've got the cattle. And I think that was the biggest question heading into this year. 100. Do they have the cattle to take it to the best teams in the comp? Now, there could be arguments made, oh, okay, Roosters were missing Teddy. Well, um, Storm were missing Pappenhausen. They were also missing Nass. You know, uh, Roosters missing Lodge. So it was an even, it was essentially. Even. And look, I'm sure someone in the comments were like, well, hang on a sec, there was two extra players or whatever. But I don't think that the, the, the troops was an issue for the Roosters. Now you could say the Roosters played really poorly. But I just think, you know, I just think they got dominated. Like completely dominated through the ruck. Storm were ruthless. Yeah. Just, just absolutely ruthless. They didn't let on for even a minute. As soon as I know, I know, like they dominated the whole game. But as soon as Radley went off with that symbian, mm. they were just like, they just, they just that edge with Walker and Hutchison. Mm. They just didn't stop the whole like game. The whole they were, game. they were so, so ruthless. And like, Roosters are such a good team. If that was like a weak team and the Storm play like that, it would have been an absolute thrashing. Oh, I reckon, thrashing, yeah. absolute thrashing. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, Storm incredible every time we think that they're done they're not they just mm. they are the most amazing we will never see i mean maybe we will maybe Penrith will go on for the next 20 years and do what they did but i don't think we'll ever appreciate what the storm have managed to do in this game because they're in a non-rugby league state yeah they're in a non-rugby league state they've churned through goats after goat after goat after goat Got rid, like they've all moved on and they're still putting out games like that. You just, with a, with a salary cap as well, it is just incredible what the Storm do. I wish, like I was only a few years old and you weren't watching footy back then. I wish, you know, me and you were, were able to appreciate the fact that they came into the comp in 98, I'm pretty sure, and won the comp in 99. It's, it's honestly, it's one of the most, it's one of the best sporting organisations in the country and it's honestly not even close. Oh, like hundred percent. They're they're the All Blacks of rugby league. Yeah, like they really are. Like tell like you've got the Roosters that are dominant, but they've been a little bit up and down. Don't get me wrong, Roosters are still cream of the crop. You know, you have got the Broncos earlier era, but this dominant for this long has anyone ever has anyone been this dominant for this long? Not in definitely not in rugby league. And like I don't know AFL that well, but I, like for example, the team that, that did the three peat ten years ago, Hawthorne. Mm. They're absolute terrible now. Like they've mm. sitting at the bottom of the ladder. Like I don't, I don't think there's a team that in there. Maybe Geelong are pretty good, but maybe I don't. Google, I don't know. Maybe Google the most successful NRL side of the past twenty years or something in in regards to like what is their win percentage over the last twenty years? Like is it you know something? Well, crazy? they've got they've got the best win percentage of all time. That's that's a fact. Okay, well then, boom, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's something like um, I'll Google it, but I, yeah. I I looked it up the other day because I looked it up after round three, and the Dolphins were obviously first. They had a hundred, but the Storm were really first on about 74 percent. there you go boom there's your answer best win percentage of all time like there is your answer unbelievable now we'll talk about the roosters real quick oh my boy radley my boy Mm. radley i feel sorry for radley because if he played the exact same way he plays 15 years ago he is one of the game's biggest superstars beloved never getting sent off never getting put in the bin And, and when if you ever talk about being born outside your era i mean it's victor radley because like all the stuff that he does like yeah it can be niggle or late shot here or there and like it's not the best but of yesteryear that's what the enforcers used to do that's, yeah that like, was their job yeah that that bump last night while it's 100 percent a sin bin today yeah. like that was not 10 10 15 years ago that wasn't even blinked that been celebrated yeah get into yeah. the half get into him make him scared to run the ball scared to throw the ball and see like always checking behind him yeah you're right you see he's very he's very old school and it's it's a shame because it's such a fine line. You don't want, to, you want him to lose his aggression, but it's it's been happening. Well, I've been talking about it for a couple of years now, yeah. pretty much. Like, 
I love Radley, but it just, unfortunately, in today's game, there just doesn't seem to be a place for that. It just, it just can't exist. Like that, that rough kind of like unspoken law on a rugby league field where the rough enforcers get to say, this is the way we're going to play. And you might be able to skin us with your footwork. You might be able, be able to outthink us, but we'll outmuscle you. Mm. You can outmuscle to a degree. Like, don't get, you know, you could look at the storm and they outmuscled the Roosters last night. But just that, that kind of dominant alpha style of rugby league, it's not really there anymore. Like, no. Whereas back in the day, you'd almost have an alpha in your team that if there was a scrap, you'd go, boom, take mm. care of it. Yep. Take care of it. Yep. And I'm not saying that we need to go back to that at all. I'm just saying that I really do feel like that's the era that Radley would thrive in. Oh, 100%. Um, whereas this era where, you know, he's hyper-aggressive, tough as nails, you know, he just – he's going to have to change his game. Like, I, I don't see a world where he can continue to be as hyper-aggressive and not get pinged all the time, which sucks, man. Because, like, rugby is – rugby league is an aggressive physical game. But, yeah, just – I know Radley and I know Robbo has kind of come out and said he's not really going to change his game. I don't know if recently after what's happened on the weekend, but it's getting, I think it's getting to that point where Robbo might have to go, you know, Radley, I love what you do for this club and everything you're about. We just have to be a little bit smarter. Yeah. Just got to be a bit smarter. Yeah. Because Cause, cause at, at the end of the day, like. Radley whilst, wants to win. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Roosters, are be- if Radley's on the field, the Roosters are better off. The Roosters are more likely off. to win. Yeah. I, I said it to you guys in a text last night. Radley, yeah. in my opinion, is just as talented as Isaiah Yo and just as talented as Cam Murray. Definitely. But it's just that hyper-aggressive nature is just holding him back from taking that extra step into that kind of conversation because, you know, he gets suspended or 10 in the bin or, you know, shooting out a line and he might put his head in the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, look, it's easy for us to say we're in the stands. We don't know how hard it is out there. Mm. Maybe he's only got one gear and that's hyper-aggressive. And as I said, I feel sorry for him because I'm like, mate, him 15 years ago would oh. be unbelievable because you just let him off the leash and go, mate, go fucking mad. Yeah. Um, and that is the, you know, the essence of rugby league. It's to dominate the opposition. Like mm. we, you know, I, I think like we watch the game and it's very clean and like, oh yeah, we're always looking out for safety and yeah, we are for sure. But when you're out there, before an NRL game, you're not going, just make your tackle, guys. Cut, let's just get through our sets. You're going, we're going out there to fucking dominate this other side. Like, we mm. want to fucking hurt them. Not in a dog way or a coward way, but in a way of, like, like it's physical. Yeah. It's a gladi- gladiator sport. Yeah. They're, they're running at each other for 80 minutes, 10 metres back. Yeah. Like, yeah, you want to intimidate the opposition so they're scared to run hard. Because you yeah. do that, you win the game. Um, so hopefully he can, you know, like, I think it's, it's a mixture of two things. Like, yeah, definitely it was a game changing moment and it like changed the moment. I do think that hopefully the Roosters don't focus too much on that because I don't think that's the reason they lost. Their terrible <laughs> completion rate was the reason they've lost. And I think the Roosters, I think they've just got to pull things back a little bit. And like, it's, it's almost like a, a similar ish situation with the Broncos where obviously Broncos are flying right now, but when you've got these crazy good rosters, Sometimes you can just expect things to happen. And I'm not saying that they walk out expecting to happen because the Roosters play with, with a lot of toughness and they, they rip and tear. But sometimes you can, you, you can just, just get, bring the game back a bit. Get a bit more basic. Yeah, you've got these crazy ball runners, but just bring it way back. Get more simple, high completion rate. The tough thing is, is can you check what their completion rate year was oh. when they won the comp? Because I think yep. it was pretty low. I actually think it was pretty low. Yeah, was. I just don't know whether with the new six again rule, whether low completion rate is going to, you know, I think you've got to be at least in the middle of the comp to really challenge the top tier. Because if you give the player, other team, a chance to build momentum with six again rule, it's just too much to hold. You just you just get torn apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when in 2018, they had the most errors of, in the NRL with 298. And it's funny, Storm, who were in the grand final with them, was second. Yeah. But the game's changed. But the game's changed because you can't make an error and then slow the play of the ball down, yeah. slow the ruck down yeah. and go, all right, boys, we'll just bring it back down our pace. Now with the six again, well, I'd, look, I, I could be proven wrong, but you know, I would say that you've got to be above halfway with completion because of the six again rule and your, the inability to go, all right, we've made an error, let's just slow the ruck down because you yeah. just can't do that anymore. No, not at all. I think as well with the Roosters and like, this may sound a bit harsh, but... They're two, this is apples and oranges, but it's just two examples of recently where they they just haven't played foot, like they haven't played smart. Mm. Like 
go back to the finals game last year where the sin bins happened. Obviously, that's a bit of a write-off, but mm. you know they cost themselves that day. The Roosters, like last night, it was it was pouring down rain, mm. like and they were just, they weren't playing like I, I don't know. It's I just I just I, I want a different word. It's not they don't go out expecting because they don't yeah. look like they expect to win. But you're right. Like it's what I'm trying to get with with when you look at their roster on paper, you almost go. I oh, will find a way to get points, you know, and, and our roster is so, we're so confident in our roster. We're so strong that we can do it our way, like our way, the way we want to do it. And I think sometimes you would go, you know what? There's a tried and true way that we all know it's the best defense in the comp, midway completion rate, if not, you know, high completion rate. And then we can build off that. And, and I think that that's where the Roosters, maybe they just got to take it, just take a step back, really simplify their game and then build on top of that. That, I just that's where I think they're at at the moment. Maybe because you're right. I hadn't thought about the six again rule, how the game's changed so much. Maybe they need to go back to what they did in 2013, where all 2013 was about the Roosters Bondi War. I'm pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure they they kept four or five teams to nil that mm. year, and they just defense was was their mantra. Yeah, and obviously that was Robbo's first year. They won the comp that year. Maybe they just got to go back to basics, something like that. Mate, I would be, if I'm Roosters, I'm just stripping it back. I'm stripping everything back, and I'm trying to play a high completion, good defense game, and then slowly building the blocks on top of that to become the team. Like even in 2018, like yeah, they had poor completion rate, but they 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 slowly built their way into like what they became towards the end of the year. Yeah, I think with the Roosters at the moment, like I'd be stripping it all back, going back to a very simple game plan. You know, yeah, okay, Joey Manu and Suwali'i may get less ball because they don't get to roam as much, but maybe that's just the safest way forward. And look, oh, Trent Robinson, obviously, all those players, every single player on that team, Trent Robinson, they know what they're doing. Like, yeah. this is just an outside looking in. Very easy for me to sit here and say all this stuff. I thought there was one big positive from last night. It was only one play, but, but, I, but I really noticed it was when just, it was very subtle, but Roosters were attacking and Walker just went really early to Suli, really mm. early. And he had about four or five minutes space in front of him. He stepped the first man, ended up getting tackled. He just he just got that little piece of early ball and just thought, okay, that's all they need to do. Yeah. They just need to give, if Suli, you're right. He doesn't need to, if they just strip it all back, but if they just, the forwards go up and they deliver him a bit of early ball, yeah. they'll cause just as much damage well, on that edge. Panthers. They've dominated the comp for three years now, three or four years. Uh, and their game plan is real simple. Mm. It's a very simple, we use our outside backs to get a lot of meterage, rest our forwards in defense, they fucking shoot off the line, heaps of line speed. We kick really well in the corners and then we just have good structured play. Like it's a, the Penrith Panthers is a really simple game they play. Yep. Look at the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins obviously not gonna win a premiership this year, but it's really simple the way they play. So I, I just, yeah, as I said, it, it's, it's hard to sit here and say, you know, your opinion because Robbo is, He's one of the best coaches the man, of this generation. Yeah, yeah. He's a gun. He's so smart. He knows footy so well. But I reckon just bringing everything back, simplifying it, giving Kiri um, and Walker the keys to the castle and just going, you know what? Just play real simple, traditional footy. Get, let's get some wins on the board and then we can start adding in certain elements. No more perfect time to do that this week. They're going to play the Sharks at Shark Park on a Friday night where that team just drags you down to their... To oh, their level to an absolute dog fight so Mate, it's a black hole out there seriously oh yeah what do they call it um phil good was calling it the bermuda triangle oh <laughs> mate it really is a bermuda triangle so look it's not it's not panic stations at all for the roosters i just oh, think no way. bring things back simplify but melbourne storm once oh, again amazing prove us all wrong they're just such an incredible organization mad dog monster what an absolute a legend freak um now quickly hind signed with the sharks until 2029 i mean obvious Great signing. Yep. He's a clubman. He's he's opened up his second year with them, like firing on all cylinders. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? Of course you sign him long-term. And also, you know that he's not going to get lazy on a long-term contract. Like, no could you way. you ever see Nico going, oh, yeah, I've got a seven-year deal. I'm just going to chill out. Yeah. No way. He's going to continue to turn up. And if he has one, you, you just know, if he has a quiet year, you know the next year is going to be massive. Yeah. He's not going to allow year after year come along and him just not play well. I know it's easy to say this because he just won the Dalian and he's killing it. But because he's not young, because he's, he's still, he's what, 26 maybe? Like he's not- 25, I think. 25, yeah. 
So it's not it's not like they're signing a, a rookie on potential. Like he won the Dally M last year. He I think killed it's, it at the storm too. Killed at the storm. I think it's I think it's a safe bet. And I think I don't know how the deal worked, whether they cancelled his contract for next year and gave him an upgrade and then mm. had more money in the cap for Moyes. I don't really know how it worked. I assume that's how it works, but I just think I don't know the number, but it just seems like a great deal for both parties. Yep, yeah. I it's a no brainer. Now let's get on to our tips. Actually, you know what's interesting driving in here? Because mm. it's Good Friday, obviously. Uh, the roads are quiet. You know what it reminded me of? Mm. Rona. Oh, when, yeah. When it was all quiet on the roads. And I've got to say, okay, minus the terrible impact the Rona had on everyone. Like, I don't want that bit. But I've, I was like, man, this is, this is like not relaxing, but oh, I can breathe. Here in Sydney, like, there's, no, there's not heaps of traffic. The roads are a bit quieter. Everyone's kind of in house. I was like, far out. I missed. I missed this part. There were some it. good parts of. Yeah, I missed that part. Yeah. As I said, I'm not discounting all the heartbreak oh, and no. devastation, but those parts where quiet, you know, people were at the parks and all that kind of stuff. I was like, man, I wish it could be like that all the time in regards to the be on the road. It's funny back back in those times when the roads were quiet. Um, I drive to Olympic Park. Not, not obviously not the time where everyone had to stay home, but whenever mm. I'd go out driving, there's still quiet roads. Mm. But because I've, I've lived in Sydney my whole life, in fact, I've never, I haven't barely left this suburb. Mm. Um, so I'm just not used to roads like this. And it's just, it was so, so good. But I, I think I racked up, I think I racked up four speeding fines in a month in, in May of 2020. Really? Because not, I wasn't like being a Derek. It was just like, I would- Open road. Yeah, because you don't, you have to check your speed in Sydney because yeah. you're always bumper to bumper. And I yeah. got four, and now, and since then I've been on two points. I've had to really be careful, but yeah, that was, um, that was, a, that, that was the, when, the, when the roads were free, because there's, there's nothing worse than traffic. Traffic's the worst thing. Mate, worst oh. thing about Sydney. Oh, by, by far. A million, like it makes the city, like every time I go back to Queensland, I am, it, I honestly miss, like I ache Missing Queensland. Mm. If I could get back to the Gold Coast tomorrow, I'd be there 100%. Like. Yeah, when we went to the Goldie, what was it, like two months ago, to interview AJ Brimson and Ben Hannett, I was looking around going, oh, man, I could live here it for sure. The beaches, the long paths you can run along. Like, you know, even Sunshine Coast is beautiful, which I went to recently. Mm. Even that doesn't have as nice beaches as the Gold Coast. Like, the Gold Coast is heaven on earth. And you, you drive 15 minutes inland and you're literally in the country, hinterland. It's funny, like, you say that you say that on the podcast all the time. And I didn't, I actually didn't fully believe it until I was there in your house going, yeah. this is, what the hell? We were it just actually, at the beach. It looks like country. <laughs> it does. It does. It fucking does. Oh I don't care God. what anyone says. You drive 20 minutes inland of Mudgee. And if you didn't know where you were, you would think that you're out, you know, bush. There was, there was, there was, oh, I could hear horses. It still blows my mind. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, Gold Coast, heaven on earth. I, mm. I would love, and also the, the housing is cheaper. You're not yeah. paying a bazillion dollars. Like, yeah, the, the houses around here at the moment is just, just, it just frustrates me. Like, it's so frustrating for this generation coming through. And don't get me wrong, we're not victims. We're extremely lucky to live where we are. We're, you know, we live in a beautiful country and we live in the safest time in the history. But it just sucks that like our parents could get a job, just a normal job, mm. go out, buy a house, and then work to pay that off and be and live an okay life. Yeah. Whereas like nowadays. It's just not on the menu. Like you just can't. With a normal job, you can't afford. And people say, "Oh, well, you know, move out. You know, move an hour and a half away from your work or whatever." All right. What about then all the fuel or all the yeah. public transport you've got to pay? All the like, let's say you move an hour and a half away from work and you catch public transport in. You're basically spending an extra day and a half on the train, or or in a bus going to work. Yeah. Like how you much is your, get paid for what's it. your time worth? Yeah. Like it's just, it, whereas back in the day you could, you could live where you worked yeah. and, and the, the, it would all be connected. But as soon as they allowed external investors from outside the country to, you know, invest in property in Australia, you've got external people that aren't a part of the economy here. So it blows things out of proportion, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas if you've got the local economy, you know, um, you know, people that are working locally can only afford a certain style of house, whereas someone that lives overseas purchases it, they can afford whatever. Mm. And so you just get priced out of, it's just, it's so, it's so frustrating. It just so sucks. Frustrating. It sucks. And like the elite just continue to keep, 
more money, more power. Yeah, rich get richer, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, as I said, it's not, I'm not like victim. Like I'm very lucky that I've been able to build up what I've got to build up or whatever. But I just feel sorry for most people that, like most people, most just normal people, like don't get fooled by the internet and all the nonsense you see on there. People flashing all this rich shit because it's all fake. Trust yeah. me, guys. It is all fake. All that bullshit on the internet. Well, um, yeah. Why? Why would you flash your problems you haven't? It only, only people only ever flash the good shit. Yeah, but but it's like like people. Okay, okay. For example, let's say you're a 25 year old girl and guy, and the girl is flashing all of this. Louis Vuitton, Gucci, yeah. or whatever. Do you know how much money you'd have to be earning to be able to afford that and not, not be a stupid buy? Like, let's say the, the, the Louis Vuitton bag is $4,000. <laughs> like, if you earn over 150 grand in Australia, I think you're in the, like, top 5% of earners or something along those lines. Could you just Google that? Yeah. So you're telling me that some dude that's just a tradie or whatever is in the top, you know, whatever percent of earners and he can afford, you know, once a month to spend 10 grand on luxury items. It's all fake. It's all fake. Um, and it's all carry on. It's all carry on. It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The top 5% is 180,000. Yeah. So there you go. 180,000. You're in the top 5% of earners. Mm. So Robbo from down the road, is he really in the top 5%? Is he yeah. top 5% wealthy in this country? No, I don't think he is. Um, anyway, so... I didn't even know why we started talking about it. Yeah, that. neither. Where did we get there? Living expenses. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. I just the last thing on this. Obviously, I love working here, but the most underrated thing I think about working here, and I'm sure you're the same, is we got no commute. Oh yeah, it's, 100%. It's, it's, it's like I, I used to work at Olympic Parks. So it was an hour a day, and I just grew up custom. It was fine, but drove there every day and back. So two hours of my life every day without if that if it was a good day. Now just fucking walk it it's takes the, best. the frustration out of it you're like yeah, oh. yeah i'll come into work all good just walk down walk home 100 percent. um yeah so just that's so frustrating like housing in that that's and the worst the fact that if you i just wish most of the population had a fair go you know and look they do like as i said like i've i came from nothing and no money but like you know i got lucky with all of these things to come together at the perfect time you know to be one of the first podcasts to have played nrl to be able to you know like I'm okay on the mic. I can spit. You know, all of yeah. these things had to converge that I had no control over. And that's what, like, whenever people say, oh, yeah, I deserve everything I got because I worked really hard. I'm like, well, hang on a sec. You're really lucky. Like, I had no control over whether I could, was intelligent enough to speak in front of camera. That's more of a genetic thing. Yep. I had no control over the, the timing of the podcast in regards to, okay, yeah, I chose when to do it. But, you know, if I'm born 10 years later, podcasts are already... Mm already here i had no control over where i was born if i had good or bad parents all these things that i have no control over came together to put me in this the right spot at the right time to get here whereas like how many people just don't have that they may work as hard as me i, I know they do like i've been on sites where blokes are working 67 hours a week just be in their work so they're working 60 70 hours a week and they're not millionaires or squillionaires or whatever yeah. it, a lot of it is luck and right place right time and also like I, I i always look back at like decisions that i made which were sliding doors moments and yeah everyone's smart with hindsight that it was a smart decision like you know applying for this job or doing this or doing that but like every decision like a lot of decisions are 50 50 and you just fluke the right one yeah like, you just like get, sometimes decisions are lucky yeah, too so like and it's a given too like it's a given of course you work hard like mm. what kind of bloke are you if you don't work hard um, and so I always like single mums out there working their ass oh, off. Crazy. Single mum, you work your ass off, then you go home and take care of a kid. She's not rich. So the hard work is not the unique factor. Mm. You know what I mean? The hard work is not the point of difference. Yeah. The so point true. of difference is right place, right time, right idea. Yeah. It's pretty much the point of difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I don't even know what the <laughs> that was about. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's what this podcast is about, just yeah. talking nonsense. Who knows? You know, if we're sitting around a, a table right now, you'd be like, what the, what the fuck? Shut yeah. up, Campy. Why is it 1 p.m.? Yeah. Shouldn't it be? Shut up, bro. <laughs> You're absolutely dribbling out your ass. Um, yeah, but anyway, I, I will say Gold Coast, number one place. Let us know in the comments section. Where you reckon the number one place in the world is to live? Have you travelled? Have you gone overseas at all? I've been to Europe, um, been to America, and a bit through the... I mean, like Fiji and a bit through Asia. So yeah, mm. I've done done a fair amount. How? Where? Where'd you go in Europe? So I went to England, 
flew into England, went to Germany, which was great. Went to Amsterdam, which is awesome. Went to Greece, but the best one that no one goes to, I went to Iceland. Yeah. And it was, okay, very expensive. Like Mm. schooner cost 18 bucks, but like it was absolutely beautiful in Iceland. It's not actually, it's like green. Yeah, it's, it's the opposite like, of Greenland. Opposite, yeah, so Greenland is real icy. Yeah. And Iceland is real green. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I remember I was talking to one of the locals, oh, sorry, a tour guide, and they're like, yeah, we don't even have a military because there's just no crime here. And if you speed, you get pinged pretty hard because that's the only way they can make money off, Revenue. like, fines and stuff. Oh, man. That's crazy. I actually was watching a, I think my wife sent it to me in Japan, maybe. Anyway, apparently there was some tourists in Japan and they were filming and they saw this like six-year-old kid. I think it's Japan. Apologies if I'm getting this wrong. They saw this six-year-old kid with this lady and they're like, oh, they must be mother and daughter because the lady was just drawing with her, just like drawing, you know, um, colouring in or whatever. Mm. Anyway, then the the six-year-old kid just got off the train and bounced and the guy filming, um, like, because I think he was vlogging or whatever, was like, what the hell? There's a six-year-old kid just walking around. And then he would see like more young kids just walking around and they had like i think a specific hat on and basically maybe google it if you can yep. so apparently in japan kids can just cruise around like six-year-olds seven-year-olds or whatever because culturally it is the community's job to take care of kids so basically if you see a kid it's your responsibility to make sure that kid is safe that kid is okay everything is fine and so kids will like leave the house do whatever they want um at a, at a quite a young age because societal societally yeah, like the society promotes young kids should be protected and taken care of at all times whereas like you know here in australia you're shitting yourself if you leave your kid by themselves right. yeah you're right yeah there's the first article is why japanese kids walk to school alone crazy it's like why can't we have that? that why can't we have a society where we're, we feel safe to let these kids walk. There's another one, I think it's either Norway or Switzerland, where they actually leave their babies in prams outside to sleep in the cold because apparently it helps their immune system and helps them sleep better. And they all, there's like just prams out the front of everywhere. Yeah, Norway. Yeah, Norway. So there's just prams out the front of everywhere with kids' babies sleeping in them and they never have any crime or any worry about the babies getting snatched because culturally... Wow. That's what they do. Wow. Like, I know we live in a pretty, like, crime-free compared to a lot of the world in Australia, but that is – you would never your see kid, that here. Kids. Your baby. We're wigging out if they look like we can't find them for two seconds. Yeah. The Japan and Norway are going, no, it's our societal responsibility. And, like, when you see that – look, I know there's downside to the strict structure sometimes of, you know, certain places, but when you see that, you're like, fire out. We could learn a thing or two from that. Oh, absolutely. I would love to have a – there's another thing where, like, I think the Japanese railway, it's either Japan or South Korea in a whole year, add it all up, it's only a minute late. So if you what? add every, yeah, Google that as well. Google that as well. So you've had every late train up, it's like it adds up to one minute. So, like, one second, two seconds. Um, so that shows you how good their public transport is compared oh, to ours. Really? Bloody hell, if you added ours up. Oh, it'd be, it's a minute every every train is it got anything there uh, uh yeah so it just it okay. that's a beautiful thing about traveling is like just seeing the different cultures and that and just seeing the different way people live have you been to america i've been like to vegas oh, okay yeah yeah. um but i mean i didn't re- fuck, don't remember much but I mean, <laughs> jesus christ that was wild man just a different just a. oh that was on the footy trip hey yeah with uh the dragons boys oh, that'd have been good. that's where uh ben ormby punched me in the face that's right yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah bloody pissy he's telling everyone oh don't go too crazy first night we roll in rock up we go down all right we'll just have a few drinks have a punt like you know gamble or whatever and anyway i think it was like me him and joshy miller like you know how you get to it like we'll just have a few two goes by yeah three goes by you get that buzz of like oh shit <laughs> and then before you know it you're just fucking off to the races anyway pissy benny Ormy, you just he was fucking charging and we're like mate you gotta go to bed he was shank so we like helped him to get upstairs we we're helping him get upstairs we get him in his room and then like just randomly he turns around as we put him in his room he turns around he's like fuck you kempi <laughs> and it was like a slow-mo punch that completely missed me um and yeah anyway so he was blind so we had like a trip the next day all together yeah and he got on the bus dusty ass and he was like boys i told you 
don't go too hard too early. And everyone fucking lost their shit because he was the oh, only one that went too hard too early. Oh, so good. Oh, man, he's a legend, Benny Orby. Absolute legend. Great leader. Great leader. Yeah. I, I remember in Vegas, we got – um. We came in from New York. So it was me and my two friends mm. and they're a couple. Um, and so we get there and they always like try and con you into going to a show and dinner and stuff. And we, we came in like late, like dusty from New York. So they just, at reception at the Hilton Hotel, they convinced me and my friend Sarah and my other friend Eric to go to this show and we sign up for it. And we go up to the room and we're like, we look at each other and we're like, do we really want to go to that? Mm. And the guy's like, and Sarah's like, no. And Eric's like, no. And we're like, all right, let's go down. And like, it seemed like, I think they get commission on that. Mm. So like, no one wanted to like go downstairs and cancel it. Because yeah. like, we felt really bad. So we all agreed. We're like, all right, no one wants to do it. We'll all go downstairs and we'll all do it together. Yeah. So build up the courage. We get in the lift <laughs> and it's on level one. So the reception's level one. And then there's level G where you come in. So you have to walk up the stairs. I'm, I'm like nervous. Yep. The doors open and Sarah walks out and Eric, who's like dates her, just goes, boom, shut door, oh. bang. <laughs> we, oh, walk, we walk out together yeah. and then she's upstairs canceling it. Oh. And then she walks down, she's like, what the fuck? It's, and Eric goes, you just gotta understand me and Matt, we don't like awkward situations. <laughs> so good. So you're the pussies and she's the real big yeah, dog. Yeah, she's the big dog. Man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Man, I feel like women never get appreciated for their toughness. Like oh, they for have sure. Babies. Oh. Babies, bro. Like, think about that. If you had to push that out of you. Like, we've never in our lives ever had to worry about that. Never. If I was a ch- I'd be thinking about it all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> like it is just it is shocking. You know, and like even you watch like the UFC. Like, I think the men's more enjoyable to watch, but I definitely still enjoy the women's, 100%. Like, the top-tier women's is fucking unbelievable. But they are so tough. Mm. They are so tough. And that's something I think in the last probably 10 years or so, which has been cool to be like, it's when you're most people, most people are reasonable. So, like, I always thought, man, I'll never enjoy watching women fight. Like, yeah. as if. And that was just a bias that was just put into me, thinking, oh, girls don't fight or whatever. And I actually enjoy when I'm like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Like I have been proven wrong and how good for the girls that and the women that they've been able to go, no, nah, we we can be, you know, it may not be as explosive and obviously we're never going to be as strong and all that kind of stuff as men, but they can be definitely as tough as men. And that's, and that's at the end of the day, that's the number one thing you're looking for as a, as a fan of Oh, mate, 100%. MMA. And like, for, like to, to, to add to your point, like I don't really watch MMA that much. Mm. But like I know heaps of women MMA fighters. Yep. And I don't even watch it like that. Yep. Like I made a new like household names. Yep, absolutely. Did you find the the train thing at I all? Or not? I couldn't see it. Um, yeah. I think it might be South Korea. South Korea's total. How late per year are South Korea's trains or something? Maybe it's South Korea, or Japan. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get into the the odds this week. Brought to you by Sportsbet. Make sure if you're gonna have a punt, you deal with Sportsbet. They support us guys. So if you enjoy punting, get rid of all those other apps. Go to Sportsbet. Have a punt there. Do it responsibly, though. Have you got it there? <laughs> yeah, it's Japan. It's Japan? Japan's r- railways are known for their safety and reliability. And the Shinkansen, I think, I'm sorry if I got that wrong, is well known for its punctuality. The average delay is less than one minute every year. <laughs> and fuck me, dude. Average delay is less than one minute per year. Oh, my that is, God. Talk about, like, that is wild, bro. That is <sighs> wild. Um Okay, let's get into the tips for the week. Yeah. Uh, odds this week, as I said, brought to you by Sportsbed. Absolutely loving partnering Sportsbed, guys. They, um, yeah, they've been fantastic to work with. So go on to, if you do like a punt, if you don't like a punt, you don't have to go over to Sportsbed. But if you do enjoy a punt, head over to Sportsbed, have a punt there. We've got the Bulldogs versus the Rabbitohs happening in a couple of hours. Doggies playing 350. The line is nine and a half, paying two bucks. South Sydney Rabbitohs head-to-head. Is dollar thirty one their line nine and a half and a dollar eighty one? What do you reckon, here, Matty? Look, obviously bias. I think South are going to win. I think the dogs just have too many out, and I like. I know you shouldn't. It's like listening to advertising, but <laughs> Latrell said he's going to have a big game. Yeah. It's his game one fifty, and he's got cows at the Easter show this yeah. week. It's just I. I just reckon he's going to explode Can today. You get up thirteen plus for me, Rabbitohs. I want to see how much that is. Yep. Um, Look, I'm going south, and if I'm being honest, and look, I'm happy, you know, if, if, if it's a tight game and they only just win, but I reckon because of the massive injury 
depletion for the Bulldogs. Yep. I think South win 13 plus. Yeah, two dollars eighteen for South 13 plus. Oh, that's not good. It's not great, yeah. but I think I think it's just because the dogs have so many outs. a lot out. So yeah. I'd probably just if you want to be, I'd probably just go the line at nine and a half dollar ninety. But yeah, that's all right. Nine, yeah, yeah, the I, line nine and a half is all right. I, I think as well, South they've had a pretty tough start to the year in terms of like teams played. Doggies and Dolphins next two weeks. And then after that is Penrith, Bronx, and Storm. Mm. Very tough start. And they've only won two. So I think there's going to be a lot of focus on this week and next week yeah. to, 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 to get up a couple of big wins. Now, Cowboys versus Dolphins. Cowboys, head to head, $1.31. Line is $10.50. $1.90. Dolphins, $3.50. line, $1.90. Uh, I reckon Scotty Drinkwater caught it back. Yep. I think they get the job done. I think the Cowboys win my head is telling me that the cowboys will sweep through them but then again the other part of my head is saying well the dolphins have surprised you every week yeah, except last week, week. Yeah. so it's a really tough one to bet on i'm just going to say cowboys for the win yeah penny panthers versus the seagulls now seagulls paying 350 yeah i don't mind that value. i love it i don't mind that value at all penny panthers obviously were outstanding last week we saw that Raiders without Jackie Wyden, mainly looking to bounce back. I'm picking Panthers to win, but when I'm talking value, you know, in a line, nine and a half, paying a dollar ninety-six. Yep. I like that. I love it. I I I have tipped Penrith, I'll mm. admit that, but I would be definitely willing to get on Manly at those three fifty yards. I think they're a big chance tomorrow. I think Manly with the start is is really good. The only problem is we just know the Panthers can Put a sword. They put forty in the half last week, but Crazy. I think I think mainly a real deal, and I reckon I'm, I'm excited to see K weeks mm. in the halves. Brizzy Broncos versus the Raiders. Dollar uh, twenty Broncos uh, line is fifteen and a half. It's big. Dollar ninety. Canberra Raiders playing four dollars fifty. Look, it, it, you could argue it'd be one of the club's greatest victories if they defeat without Jackie Whiten. Um, oh, the the thing is, if Broncos complete over. 80%, they win and then win well. It just You just don't know what Bronco... Well, I know that sounds stupid of like, you don't know what Broncos are going to turn up, but when you, they've got the second most errors in the comp. So you yeah. just... That's so hard to gauge. Like if someone takes advantage of that, mm. they could lose to anyone. Yeah. Like it's just other... The teams they've played just haven't completed a high percentage. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to confidently say they're going to cover that line. Like they haven't played like, for example, I know they've been better than Melbourne, but they haven't played as disciplined as Melbourne were last night, for example, yeah, like 16 exactly. missed tackles, missed tackles and 90% completion, blah, blah, Look, Bronx are going to win. I think I, I wouldn't touch the Raiders here, but. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch the Raiders either, but I just, I'm still just concerned. Like, I don't know why. It's like yeah. the Tigers last week. There's just, I yeah. feel like where there's going to be a game where we get shocked when the Broncos play because yeah. they just go 65% completion and someone comes out and completes at 90% and yeah. shocks us. But I think the Broncos win. Titans versus Dragons. Titans dollar seventy seven dragons out to two dollar five. The line is two and a half, paying a dollar ninety five for Titans, dollar eighty six for the Dragons. I think the Dragons are value here. I think the Dragons are gonna win. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean not value because it's only two oh five, but I'm tipping the Dragons to win. Well, I would have thought the Dragons would be favourites because the Foreign's out, I think Brimson's out. Um I know the Titans are at home, but Dragons were good last week against the Dolphins. Yeah. I yeah, I'm tipping the Dragons. Yeah, same Dragons. Knights, New Zealand. Knights, two oh, bucks. Can't wait. Warriors, dollar eighty. What a like. Who would have thought this oh. would be a cracking game? Like round one, they played, and you just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But now, now this is hectic. one of the best games of the week. I'm actually tipping Newcastle. I think that New Zealand might be a little bit hungover from the emotional win last week. Yeah, fair. I, I'm going Warriors. I know a couple of their guys stayed behind for the week. Um, a couple went back, but I just think, yeah, they're. It's going to be, I'm really excited for the game, but yeah, I'm tipping the Warriors. Now, Tigers, Eels, like, ugh, Tigers paying four bucks. Eels paying $1.25. Could this be one of those weeks where they've got everything against them that the Tigers just turn up when you look at their roster and it just clicks for one week only? Mm. I am actually going to go the other way. I reckon this is going to be a big win for Power Up because, not so much because of the Tigers, yeah. but because Power have won one game. Mm. They've competed in four of them, yeah. so not last week. So they'll be fired. They'll be fired up. Plus, they lost this game last year. And Lane's back. And Lane's back. I think it's going to be a big, big statement game for the uh, Eels. Okay, okay. I th I'm picking Eels to win, but the line at 12 and a half, Tigers. Eh, anyway, all right. Uh, now on to uh, weird stories. Robin Wo Robbie Williams stunned at one in 170 <laughs> million occurrence at his concert 20 years apart. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> 
Okay, so Robbie Williams picked someone to come on stage with him at his concert. Last month, he picked someone in Budapest. And amazingly, it was the same guy he picked Crazy. 20 <laughs> years ago. He wrote on his Instagram, it was one in 170 million odds. I'm not sure how he got those odds. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know where he got the number from, but... It's very specific. It's very specific, yeah. 20 years apart. How crazy is that? That is crazy. There must be something about that bloke's face that he just mm. he just likes. It's funny how, like, sometimes sometimes things just happen and you're just like, how, how has this happened? Yeah. Far out. Imagine when he gets up, he's like, you picked me up 20 years ago. He'd be Tw like, what? And, like, not just, like, the last tour or something. Yeah. Two decades ago. 20. I mean, what were you doing 20 years ago? Well, I was eight. I was yeah. in primary school. Bloody <laughs> hell. That is insane. Um any stories that happened to you, which is incredibly lucky? Or not, 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 nothing that crazy. It just, I just, when I read that this morning, it just sprung to mind. One Christmas, I, like, I just got, when you know when you're a teenager and all you want some money for Christmas? Mm. So I got all this cash for Christmas, like, I don't know, 400 bucks or something. Put in my wallet, went to the beach, parked the car, and then drove home. And I was sitting in the back, my sister was driving, and I, we're driving up Clovelly Road, and then we turned left of the roundabout, probably a kilometre. And as we turned left of the roundabout, my wallet falls into the window, into my lap. What? So I'd put it on the roof and we'd driven off. Oh my God. And like 400 bucks in my wallet as, as Christmas as a teenager. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? What are the odds of that? That is crazy luck. Mm. Cause that's usually going for all money. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and lastly, would you rather go forward a hundred years or back a hundred years? I think I'd rather go forward purely because I already know what happened a hundred years ago. I know, but like forward, it's like, would we even fucking exist? What if we're slaves yeah. to machines and shit? It's one of those things you never want to look into a crystal ball because it just, it, that's the beauty of life. You don't know what's coming next. So it could, it could ruin everything. Yeah, like what if there's a, a nuclear war and the, the, the earth is scorched and everyone's living underground or some yeah. shit, you know? If you could go back in time to like any moment, what would you do? I reckon... Now, like, I'm trying to think, was there any wars? I think the 90s were pretty... Was there any wars or anything like that? Like, big wars? Like, I'm no, sure there know. were. Yeah. I don't think the ma the major ones were, like... They were early 2000s, weren't they? Yeah, 2001, September 11. Yeah. So, Iraq, yeah. So, probably the 90s. I think that was a good balance of... The internet had just kind of come out 98 or some shit Yeah, like yeah, late, late 90s. Yeah, probably 90s. And the music... The rap scene in the noise is mad. Yeah, <laughs> and like I just think that that was you know we didn't have any political correctness and you know and I mean look I'm sure there are communities that go no 90s were terrible for us like I'm I'm just speaking from my perspective. What about mm. you? Yeah, to live I probably I probably think I agree like 90s maybe 80s but if I'm gonna go back to a moment in time like I'd love to go to I'd love to go to like a major sporting event mm. like go watch Bradman play cricket yeah. or like go watch a rugby league game in the 20s or something yeah, yeah that'd be interesting yeah it, it'd just be it'd just be cool to go back and just just have a peek yeah but i don't know we live in a pretty good time now just uh, consume just we were just consumed with technology yeah. that's <laughs> literally that is pucker up boys for another week make sure to grab a case of bloke in a bar beer bloke beer the best beer in all the land currently on special in both iga plus liquor in all new south wales and every single bottle o in new south wales and queensland plus hundreds and hundreds of other stores across the eastern seaboard also make sure to put aside 99 dollars mm. because new bloke jerseys are coming out all new designed limited amount make sure to put that aside they're coming soon guys i can't wait to show you the new designs as usual i'll go and fuck myself what are you really gambling with for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au